We're hearing music from the Harry Potter films composed by John Williams and performed by the Los Angeles Philharmonic under the direction of Gustavo Dudamel. Becky Kolaki of Moravian University in the Lehigh Valley prepared a paper and presentation in 2009 titled Hearing the Music in Harry Potter, and her insights set the stage well for us now. She writes, In the Harry Potter series, J.K. Rowling presents a variety of themes throughout, but one of the more subtle devices she uses to expound on such themes is her treatment of music and song. In a majority of cases, when music comes into play in the books, it's used to bring hope or used as a healing device. She gives a few examples. During Dumbledore's funeral, Harry hears strange, otherworldly music, which he soon discovers is a chorus of merpeople. Though they really come out and rarely come out from the lake, Dumbledore's death is important enough for them to make an appearance and to sing of their grief. It's stated that the music made the hair on Harry's neck stand up, and yet it was not unpleasant. It spoke very clearly of loss and despair. Although the music is sad and is very clearly expressing their grief, it does not make Harry feel sad. On the contrary, it actually lifts his spirits a bit to be able to experience the grief that he is feeling through someone else's song, and he can feel a connection with the others who are going through the same thing that he is. Again, we see music being used as a way to strengthen the listener and as a healing device when people are feeling depressed, down, or even hopeless. The one year that Harry is away from the school during Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows he comes across people singing at a Christmas Eve service in Godric's Hollow. This sound made Harry's throat constrict. It reminded him so forcefully of Hogwarts. When Harry hears this music, he is hearing people sing of hope, faith, and happiness, feelings that he usually only experiences when he is at Hogwarts. Hogwarts, of course, is also closely associated with Dumbledore in Harry's mind. In Harry's first year, Dumbledore leads the school in a rendition of the Hogwarts school song. It seems a silly event, with everyone picking whatever tune they like and singing along, ending with the Weasley twins singing by themselves. While this certainly provides a few laughs, the school song also makes an important point. In the lyrics, the students ask to be taught the things worth knowing, which is an indication that Harry will learn much more at the school than just what is taught to him from textbooks. He will learn critical thinking and life skills that help him to understand himself and his place in the world. Another annual event that brings song with it is Christmas. Christmas, whether in the wizarding world or the muggle world, has long been associated with music and singing. 
We see it a few times throughout the series, such as when the Yule Ball is celebrated at a dance with live music in Harry's fourth year. It's only natural that one was, when one is in a good mood, it leads them to sing. However, the time when Christmas music is most moving to Harry is when he's not even celebrating at all. In Deathly Hallows, he and Hermione arrive in Godric's Hollow on Christmas Eve, as we said, and they're treated to carol singing. They've been out of touch with society and people for so long, and the singing is an indication that there is still happiness and hope in the world. Words of Becky Kolaki of Moravian University in her essay, Hearing the Music in Harry Potter. Again, we're hearing music by John Williams from Harry Potter, conducted by Gustavo Dudamel. It's safe to say that the celebrated conductor received musical training in Venezuela that was rooted in a sense of the power of music to be a force for hope and healing in the world. The musical approach is now world famous. It's known as El Sistema, simply the system, with a well-established program in the Lehigh Valley. And in anticipation of their annual concert, Songs of Peace, Hope, and Cheer, we had a chance to speak by phone with Al Jacobson, Executive Director of the Allentown Symphony Association, and Amanda Haig, Program Manager and Choral Director of El Sistema, Lehigh Valley. The original El Sistema program was founded by Antonio Abreu in, in the 1970s in Venezuela. It was a program that sought to go into neighborhoods, especially around uh, Caracas, the capital of Venezuela, that had children living in poverty, families on the lower economic, socioeconomic areas of society, and to give them instruments and teach them music and help use music as a, a positive force for change in their lives. And so the program built up and then really started getting a lot more attention internationally in the 2000s, most notably because of Gustavo Dudamel. And programs around the world began, began getting created sort of so-called El Sistema-inspired programs starting around that time. And then Gustavo was named music director of L.A. Philharmonic in, in 2009. And that's important because around that time, he was also featured on 60 Minutes. And there were residents of the Lehigh Valley who saw that report on Gustavo and learned about El Sistema and wondered, is this something that could come to the Lehigh Valley like it had started spreading around different areas of the world. And so these community members began having meetings and discussions about what it might take to start an El Sistema-inspired program locally. Eventually, the uh, Allentown Symphony Association was brought into the fold, and it became apparent after quite a bit of talking and, and not too much movement that you know, the symphony was really the organization that was best equipped to take this on. And so my predecessor at the time, Sheila Evans, and our longtime music director and conductor, Diane Wittry, decided that the symphony would, would begin work and seek out proper staffing and partnerships. The partnership that started with Allentown School District, and in 2011, 
El Sistema Lehigh Valley was born. The 11-12 school year was the first year of the program. It's a program that has an emphasis on teaching music, again, oftentimes to children who would not otherwise have the opportunity. There's an emphasis on group style education, so working in groups, learning instruments. They focus on performance very early, so whereas normally instruction with instruments happens with just one student and a teacher teaching them, and a student child may not have the opportunity to perform for anyone for maybe a year or two or longer. It's group settings and early performance with with El Sistema. I would just add that we focus heavily on the holistic development of the student, much like how it was focused on in Venezuela, though there are some differences just because socially our country is a lot different than Venezuela is. However, with the holistic development of the students, we focus on teaching them life skills such as discipline, responsibility, respect, how to work together in a group, leadership qualities, and we use learning an instrument and participating in these ensembles as a vehicle to instill those values in our students. The program through the end of last school year touched 139 students from over 20 different schools throughout the Lehigh Valley. And most of these students receive education and, and tutoring, actually, every school day. So this is a very intensive program after school every day that our teaching artists are working with the majority of the students. It sounds like this is something that has really connected and made a difference in the lives of students, and you must see it every day, Amanda. Oh, it's such a privilege. It is such a privilege to see these students every day and every year after that, because we have students who have been participating for 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years even, who have started in kindergarten and now are in their graduating years of high school. And not many people have the privilege to follow a student's journey that extensively. And I've only been with the program, this is my fourth year, and just seeing the growth of the students over four years is just such an honor to be, you know, a small a small part of that. And I think the community that gets to witness it as well through their performances and through anything that they see of ours on social media, you know, small glimpses, I think they would agree too. And Al, I wanted to ask, as the executive director of the orchestra, you probably hear, oh, well, it's classical music and the audience is graying and then how are orchestras going to build new audiences and so forth. But it sounds like it's not a problem in attracting students to a program that is based in classical music. There certainly is no age limitations or barriers when it comes to appreciating music and learning music. And so when you give children the opportunity to learn an instrument, to learn how to sing like we do at El Sistema Lehigh Valley, they are attracted to it. And it's why across the country you have youth orchestras, you have programs in schools that teach music, and there's a lot of enthusiasm. So Yes, it, it, it is something that the students enjoy. There's a social aspect to it with how students have made lifelong friendships in the program. So one of the things we, we see with the orchestra as well is that 
there's a lot of people who come to our concerts who have a familiarity, who have friends. There's a sense of occasion that comes with coming to the orchestra. And, and while, of course, we are always looking to broaden our audiences when we, we, we do a variety of programs with the orchestra, you know, one of the things that is known, particularly on the classical music end, is that orchestras, and, and actually more broadly the, the traditional performing arts as a whole, always has naturally appealed to older demographics. So we, when you say the graying of the audiences, well, audiences decades ago tended to be older as well. And so, you know, attending orchestra concerts for, for a lot of people is something they, they tend to gravitate towards later in life. But we, we work to attract younger audiences as well. We, we have actually a young professionals club, a membership club called Symphony Young Professionals Circle that we started about a year ago. And it has over 100 members now for those who are ages 22 to 45. And so there is an interest. It's just it's it's difficult usually for a lot of people that age to regularly attend our concerts because they have families, they have they have kids, they they have other things that are kind of pulling at their their free time. But certainly education, El Sistema Lehigh Valley and the other education programs of the Ensemble Symphony seek to foster not just learning, but appreciation of music at, at a young age that, that will then continue later into life. We have many people in our audiences who talk about experiences when they were younger that lead them now to, to be symphony members. And, and I'll just end with one thing. I, I've said this, uh, Amanda may have heard me before with this, but Older demographics are very important to us, and uh, I sometimes feel that when society is starting to become dismissive of, say, oh, somebody who's now in their 60s, well, if they just became or have subscribed to our orchestra for uh, a few years now, there's a good chance we will have a relationship with them for the next 20 years, uh, the rest of their lives, where they'll be coming to concerts and so forth. That, that, that's pretty good to me. But certainly we are trying to always grow and expand our audiences. And education is, is part of that. And that's why it's central to our mission. And may I add, actually, that we have seen in the last couple of years with just our El Sistema High Valley students that their social life has kind of started to center around the concert of the Allentown Symphony <laughs> Orchestra at Miller Symphony Hall. And I will get an email from the one ringleader of the group who will tell me, Miss Amanda, I need this many tickets for, you know, all my friends from El Sistema to come to the concert for the next day. So that right there is just proof in how the commitment of the symphony to education and to instilling that appreciation around music and what people call classical music is living out. Along the lines of, of you know, being accessible, expanding audiences. We have a wonderful program supported by grants from PPL and the Century Fund, where for virtually almost all Allentown Symphony Orchestra concerts at Miller Symphony Hall, all those 21 and younger come free, get complimentary, can get free tickets. So we, we are always encouraging our, you know, our audiences, bring your children, bring your grandchildren. We want to see them and expose them. So that, that's a, an important program we have. 
Also, Amanda, isn't it marvelous for your students to be able to attend a professional symphony and hear and feel the sense of not just that I could do that, but also give them a sense of the real power of what they are achieving as they study? Oh, absolutely. It it definitely shows them that they're part of something that's larger than themselves, than their orchestra classroom, than their school, anything like that. They're part of a larger movement. And our music director, Diane Wittry of the Allentown Symphony Orchestra, has said it in a way where she says, People need to see the top of the mountain. You know, they need to see that mountaintop and where they should be striving to achieve. And so by exposing these young musicians to these professional concerts and orchestras, they are getting glimpses of the top of that mountain and what they can achieve if they keep on working. Amanda, let me just ask you then, you have a concert coming up. Tell us what you'll be playing and how you decide what to include. Yeah, absolutely. So our concert coming up is on Thursday, and it will be at 6 o'clock at Roosevelt Elementary School. And the theme around the concert is Songs of Peace, Hope, and Cheer. So it's our annual holiday concert, and every year we have a different variation on, on what that means and what music we include. So... This concert will feature various traditional carols, such as Noche de Paz, which is a Spanish silent night, uh, Carol of the Bells. We also are featuring Hanukkah Hanukkah, Heart of Gold, which is a brilliant arrangement by an Argentinian, and it's an adaptation of the traditional Greensleeves carol. We'll also be featuring Moon of Winter, which is Canada's oldest carol, which dates back to the 1600s. The students found that really cool to learn, (laughs) that it dates back all the way to the 1600s, along with a very interesting arrangement of a traditional Puerto Rican carol that celebrates the three kings. And this specific carol, our conductor, Margaret Medina, took the melody and has actually been workshopping an arrangement of it with the students in the class. So they've kind of created something themselves that doesn't really exist and are going to put it together live on stage for the first time, which is wonderful. So that's what our orchestra is playing. And we also have a choir. So all of our students participate in string orchestra, and they also sing in our choir. And our choir songs will be singing some traditional Christmas carols along with a beautiful adaptation of the text from the Shaker tune, Simple Gifts. It's called In the Valley, and it celebrates where we ought to be, which is in the valley full of love and delight and simplicity. We'll be singing a piece called Zeni Emmanuel, which is an adaptation on O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And the full choir will actually come together to sing a beautiful and warm piece. It's called A Light of Hope, A Song of Peace. And it's one of those sentimental winter songs that hits home during the holidays and talks about though it's getting darker and colder, we will shine and sing. The text says, till doubt and sorrow cease. And it speaks about passing our single flame to another person to keep on growing that light. But when we choose our music, It's very important to us that everything we pick is intentional and we take pride in involving our students and the rest of our staff 
in the selection of all of the pieces. So at least one piece per group needs to be a student-selected piece, and all of them we try and convey a learning message to the students. In addition to excelling their musicianship through the the music of the, the actual music of the piece, we try and teach them lessons through the messages of the pieces as well. Now for our other concerts that will be throughout next year, we took some of the themes of the Allentown Symphony Orchestra program and we constructed our repertoire to feature pieces that coincide with what the students could hear if they go to the orchestra concert at Miller Symphony Hall. So those will be will be more in line with what the symphony's playing. The symphony, in addition to operating the orchestra, running music education programs like El Sistema in Lehigh Valley, also owns and operates Miller Symphony Hall, one of only two remaining historic theaters in Allentown, the only one in downtown Allentown that, that survives to this day. You know, people follow us. We have two days after the El Sistema Lehigh Valley holiday concert at Roosevelt Elementary School, the orchestra will be performing two concerts at Miller Symphony Hall, our new annual tradition, Holiday Pop. So there's a lot of fun music, carols, sing-alongs, a number of guest artists. The Emmaus High School Choir will be performing. So that's on the 16th. You use the word holistic, Amanda, and you really do have that vision that it's not just about notes. It's clearly not just about notes. And in that connection, it sounds as if the theme of this concert is just right for our stressful times, a theme of hope and peace and cheer. And it sounds as if there really is an impact that music can make in our lives in terms of what can we do as we face a world that may be dark, not just because the solstice is upon us. You know, there's a saying that the the, the problems are, are national and international, but the, the answers are local. And so when we talk about, you know, at the Allentown Symphony, our mission, servicing the community, it's about making the Lehigh Valley a better place to live, work, and play. And so we do that through music, through this amazing art form, and and with education as part of our mission, it is very important to us to spread that good cheer, that hope, because what we do is, is part of what's good in society. And that takes work, it takes time, it takes money and resources to keep it that way. So uh, that, that's sort of my message, uh, you know, our, our music is not going to stop wars. It's not going to cure diseases, but it's going to provide food for the soul, if I may use that expression. It's going to, it's going to provide light in people's lives and is a cause for celebration. And it's something that brings community and it brings people together. Jacobson, who is executive director of the Allentown Symphony Association, and Amanda Haig, program manager and choral director of El Sistema the High Valley, speaking about the program that has taken root so successfully in the Lehigh Valley, El Sistema, 
Lehigh Valley in anticipation of the annual holiday concert. Songs of Peace, Hope, and Cheer, that's the theme this year, and it will be tomorrow evening at 6 at Roosevelt Elementary School, 210 West Susquehanna Street in Allentown. And for more information, on the web, millersymphonyhall.org. And then we've also been invited to the Allentown Symphony Pops program on Saturday at 2 and again at 7. It's a holiday pops concert under the direction of Diane Whitry, music director and conductor of the Allentown Symphony. So we have many choices for marvelous music in the Lehigh Valley this weekend, and you can find all the information you need, millersymphonyhall.org, millersymphonyhall.org. Songs of Peace, Hope, and Cheer, tomorrow evening at 6 at Roosevelt Elementary School, 210 West Susquehanna Street in Allentown, featuring Elsie Stemma, Lehigh Valley performers, and then on Saturday. It is the Allentown Symphony Pops under Diane Whitry, and there are two chances to hear that performance at Miller Symphony Hall. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday and again at 7. For more information, millersymphonyhall.org.